0: everybody how you doing and welcome to episode number 137 of the john riley project i'm so pleased to have as my guest mr pete neald is back in the studio how you doing pete
1: howdy howdy howdy
0: so pete of course um Good friend, um, the owner of Calypso, which we can see in his Zoom background there. And, um, you know, I did a podcast a couple of days ago about um, George Floyd and individual rights and. You know, like 24 hours after I posted the video on YouTube, Pete contacted me and he says, hey, I need a rebuttal. I need to get on the (laughs) podcast. I got to share some thoughts. And I'm saying right on, Pete. You know, this podcast (laughs) is all about a community forum. We discuss issues. We share. We don't always agree, but we still love each other at the end of the day. So, well,
1: well, you fired me up, John. I I, got to tell you, I I was. It was your typical broadcast. I was enjoying it. I was smiling here and there. And then at twenty-four minutes and eighteen seconds into the podcast,
0: <laughs> to be precise. Okay.
1: Yeah. You 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 mentioned Eric Gardner. Yes. Okay. Hmm. And it, if I was expecting you to bring that in because the way the conversation was going. Okay. Right dialogue was going because it wasn't a multiple person. It was you by yourself. But yeah, you mentioned Eric Gardner and I said, OK, he's going to go down this path. And then the thing that got to me was when you called it a stupid law. So
0: let's let's set it up for the audience so they know who w- what we're talking about. So Eric Garner um, was In New York City, this is probably four years ago or so, um, in New York City, he had bought cigarettes at a retail location, I don't know where, and then he was selling what they call her Lucy's, like single cigarettes. He was selling them on a street corner, which is illegal, um, and the police approached him, um, gang tackled him, choked him. And killed him, um, and there was huge reaction uh, in society. And I remember in the NBA, that's when we first started seeing those T-shirts that the ballplayers would wear that says "I can't breathe." Was from Eric Garner, and so um, yeah. So Pete, share with me what what was it that uh, that tweaked uh, I'm you? Only on. go-
1: yeah, I'm only going off on the tangent. Okay. okay. Because- I have no issues whatsoever with the twenty minutes that you spent discussing that. Right. Okay. The issue I have was stupid law.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of stupid laws on the books. I I, mean, I can make a list, a I, I, long yeah. list.
1: Yeah, and the one that says that you've got to give, you know, you've you've got to stop. 400 yards before an intersection, and then go out with a swinging lantern, you know, <laughs> before you can enter the intersection. Right. right. I mean, that still exists. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of crazy <laughs> right. old laws on the books. But this, the cigarette laws are relatively new, okay? And uh, I'm speaking from a minority position here, okay? I am a smoker. Wow. I am one of the 11% of the country That still continue to smoke Right okay. And several years back We had a ballot initiative To raise the tax on cigarettes To $2 More $2 tax on each pack of cigarettes Okay And it was the similar laws That were being passed In other parts of the country Right mm-hmm. I voted for it Okay, wow! Self-inflicted wound. Self-inflicted <laughs> wound, and the mm-hmm. reason I the reason I voted for that was the intended use. Okay, and we were mimicking other states and other municipalities that were passing similar laws at the same time, around the same mm-hmm. time frame, mm-hmm. and that was to address those people who don't have proper medical coverage for the things. That afflict smokers right okay? that's right that's right that's how it was sold. So according to our law, the one in California, seventy two percent of the revenue okay is going into the health industry to take care of those people who end up in the hospital with a smoking related issue but right don't have enough medical coverage for it. that to me is not a stupid law. Okay. So, when you're talking about taxing materials. Now, I'm speaking from both sides of the fence here cuz when the when the law first came out and other laws first came out, first of all, California is outrageous. I mean, there's more more money in tax on cigarettes than there is on the damn product. Okay. Yeah, what
0: what is the price of a pack of cigarettes
1: these days? Um, um, let me see. I'm spending about nine, ten bucks on a pack. So, and there's
0: twenty in, in a car in a
1: pack, right? In, in a pack, yeah.
0: Wow, so that's like um, about fifty cents a piece now.
1: Easily, All right. mm-hmm. All right. But uh, and you know, I have family back on the East Coast richmond virginia the headquarters of most of the tobacco oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. okay but even in virginia don't have the cheapest prices you'd figure at the source they'd be the cheapest you know they'd want to (laughs) smoking. all right but it's actually north carolina that's cheaper yet okay
0: but that's all a function of the tax rates right
1: yeah yeah So what I used to do is when I was going back to Nags Head, North Carolina, and, you know, visiting family and vacationing out there, I'd go south of the border. (laughs) Uh, I can't remember the name of the store. It's like Border Stop or something like that. And I'd go in and buy 10 cartons of cigarettes.
0: Okay. So south of the Virginia-North Carolina border.
1: Correct. Okay. All right. All right. So that way I could avoid the California tax and I could bring 10 cartons, which is also against the law, okay? Because you can't bring two cartons into California at a time. It's
0: contraband, man. It is. A smuggler. The smuggler's I was blues. A, I,
1: no, I'll be the first one to admit I was <laughs> breaking federal laws, okay? Yeah. But the point of the matter is that... Um, I don't have any objection to the tax. This is a deadly, deadly habit, mm-hmm. right? I understand all the health consequences. I understand heart disease, cancer. I've had two bouts of cancer melanoma, skin, you know, skin cancer, mm-hmm. and lymphoma. But nothing's been related to the smoking as yet. And Good. I do. I, I just made it to seventy, so I figure, yeah, you know, if it happens, it happens at this stage of the game. But what I get out of smoking, okay, is that part of the brain that uh, is affected by nicotine.
0: Right. Yeah, that's a that's a drug, right? It's a drug. How does okay. it make you feel? Because I, I, I've never smoked. What kind okay. of a buzz does it give you?
1: It's not a buzz. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, it's, and you can probably, I'll, I'll light one up here in a little while and you'll see the difference. <laughs> okay. Well, it's good
0: because you're in your own home in the garage. You're not <laughs> yep, in the I, in the JRP podcast
1: studio. No. And that's another thing. All right. That we'll get to, another tangent we'll get to in a second here. It's about the face masks. Okay. Okay. That's another hot button. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a tangent here. So um, it calms me. The nicotine Mm takes my brain and puts it into a relaxed mode. When I'm feeling a significant amount or a buildup of angst, okay, the best way to calm me down is for me to go out, out. 20 feet away from a public entrance mm-hmm. and have a cigarette that three to four minutes, five minutes of smoking a cigarette allows me to settle down. Right. And then come back in and re-engage.
0: Oh, I hear you. I have my own ritual that does the same thing because sometimes well, you all do. calm your mind,
1: reset yourself That's important. Yep, it's for me. It's very important. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, because um, my psyche, the way I am, is I'm very excitable, and I get
2: angry (laughs) very quickly.
1: Yes, so I've learned to depend on. It's not really depend. I enjoy the relaxing and the calming down. Sure, I, I buy that. Yeah. It puts me back into the state that I want to be in, not the state that my mind puts me in. (laughs) Right. Okay, Without it. So that's the reason I smoke. And I also realize that there are other people in the population, 89% of them, who don't smoke. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And they can be adversely affected by cigarette smoke. True. All right. The first move I made in that recognition was my wife. I met my wife in 1975. She was a former asthmatic. Okay. hmm Cigarette smoke bothers her. I mean, she can't even stand the odor of it. Okay. If she gets the faintest whiff of tobacco, she gets very ill. Wow. Okay. Wow. So I started smoking outside at that point, 1975. This is long before they, you know, banned smoking indoors.
0: Oh yeah, but with 75. I mean, I was a kid. My 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 whole family smoked. It was right. common indoors back then.
1: It was in TV. I mean, you, you couldn't go see a movie or a TV show without somebody lighting us a cigarette somewhere in the scene. Right, that's right. Commonly accepted. I mean, even into the '80s, I was still allowed to smoke in the work environment. All right, I can remember having an ashtray on my desk at work. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. The times sure have changed. But those things have all gone away. And why? For the betterment of the 89%. Now, it wasn't 89% at the time. No, not at all. When they started passing all these rules about where you could smoke and what you could smoke and things like that, it was pretty much a 60-40 relationship. And 60% were smokers. More than half. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you could go into a room and... I mean, my... The only person who did not smoke at that particular point in time that I'm thinking about was my mom. Ah. Family smoke. Okay. So, uh, yeah, when it became socially appropriate to look out for the health and the welfare of other people, I was on board.
0: Okay, Okay, but... Can, can we roll it back a little bit to Eric Garner for a second? Sure. Because so, th- there's multiple levels to this. There's different layers. So first of all, as it pertains to the tax alone, okay, didn't he already pay the tax when he bought the carton at the retail location? Yes. And so okay. then he he was selling Lucy's. I don't know, for, like for you, you spend 50 cents a piece. He might have been selling them for a dollar each. Like, hey, man, can I
1: have a light, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But the tax is already paid. That's typically not what takes place and why the law was passed. Okay, the laws were passed at that particular point in time, and they had a big problem with it because of state lines. I mean, the story I told you about the store that's just over the border of North. I mean, you're physically 300 yards from the border. And there's a store specializing in cigarettes mm-hmm. okay so to eliminate that problem okay you had to go to a storefront you couldn't go to individuals in the state of New York all right 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 they want they want to collect the tax in New York by New Yorkers or tourists or whoever buying a cigarette there
0: Right. But what if what if you like live in New York and you go to New Jersey to buy cigarettes because they're cheaper, and then you bring them back to New York? I that's mean, you're still it's a, I mean not not just to consume them; it's against the law, right? I mean, that's insane. So <laughs> this is the part that just is crazy. Like, for example, first of all, wherever they bought the cigarettes, they paid the tax. They met the original legal requirement. And if they just move it from one state to the other, that's it's ridiculous.
1: So if you know where they you know where they go. You know where most of that takes place. And I'm guilty of that because they're buying it where the tax is the lowest, right? They're they're buying where the tax may not even exist.
0: Yeah, well. Some people okay. are doing that. The entrepreneurs that are maximizing their profit are doing that. Yeah. But the system and is set up. It's going to create those perverse incentives. But is that but, really is that really why Eric Garner was tackled and killed? I mean, because... Oh, no. I'm, I, I'm not going go sp- to go down. To yes. There's another I'm level to this.
1: There's
0: another level. I'm
1: going to go
0: down that. So, yeah, we'll set the violence and the police brutality aside for a moment. Right. That's so, totally uh, separate. But there's another layer to this because... Let's just say, OK, for the sake of argument, he bought the cigarettes in Manhattan. He sold them on a street corner in Manhattan to people that lived in Manhattan, OK, which I think is probably high, largely true. So then the tax is already paid. I think what they're doing here in this case is that they're the government is trying to competition. They're trying to protect the business um, to have essentially a a sort of, not a full monopoly, but to to block their competitors, which Mm -hmm. is what so many government regulations do, is they they thwart the individual, the entrepreneur. Someone like Eric Garner, in my opinion, that's buying cigarettes and making money doing it, yeah, good for him, man. You know, he's, he's employing himself. He's gainfully employed, um, you know, regardless of how you might happen to feel about people that are in that particular business. But he's not like on the dole. He's not bumming money. He's actually making money. Um, so and, and lots of other vendors can get licenses or permits to sell on the street
1: for a, a uh, wide range of other products. If, but they if block were to, that. Yeah. Yeah, if he were to do have done that, if he was a registered tax paying entrepreneur, then it would have been an entirely different story. My my only upset is not a stupid law. Yeah. <laughs> well, it there's different
0: it's, layers to it, okay? So yeah. the um there's the tax dollars that go to health care to pay for cigarette uh, smokers. Right. OK, then there's the the fact that he's selling it on a street corner rather than in a licensed established retail location. OK, so those are two different parts to it. Now, when I said it's a stupid law, I meant the fact that he was selling it independently, not in a retail location. I wasn't talking about the the fact that the tax ah, is paying okay. for the health care. Now that's a whole other argument, and okay. we can go down that path. But I was objecting to the fact that this is just a guy that bought a carton of cigarettes and is selling Lucy's, making some money. And what's the problem? And and and. We, uh, we agreed to set this aside, but that is no reason at all for him to be gang tackled and killed by the police, which right. is a whole other crazy part of it. Right. Um, so. No, but
1: if if you make that stipulation. That his act. OK. And the law that pertains to him as an individual, as an entrepreneur.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to give you I wouldn't. I wouldn't have demanded the podcast. All right. The only reason I demanded the podcast was over the protection of the revenue produced by the taxation. okay. To pay for the health care and to keep this out of the hands. Because what's happened in in the years that have taken place since this all started to take place when it was 60-40, I'm now 11%. OK, so the number of smokers has come down considerably. Right. Right. But we have this situation with anything, any product, anything that happens in this country that becomes a black market item. Right. There's a lot of that. Alcohol was a huge black market item. Yeah. Right. A lot of taxes on alcohol. I don't know. I don't. I don't use alcohol, so I don't know. <laughs> is
0: there a yeah, lot there, of t- there? There is. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. I, I. I can't speak with any experience there whatsoever. Um. Legalizing marijuana in the state of California. Yeah. There's a black market. There has always been a black market. All right. In the country because it's against the law federally. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we pass it as a, as a you know, permissible thing. And the cities and the counties are getting picky about who does and who doesn't and charging outrageous amounts. Yeah, they're
0: charging such outrageous tax levels to mm-hmm. this because they see it as this brand new cash cow that can balance their budgets and fund their employees. But but. What and it's I, ended and, up doing and, is and, the tax is so high that the, uh, the black market has been
1: re energized. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. And it's interesting that you mentioned cash because this is a cash business.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah.
1: All right. Because federally, the federal government is still telling the banks to track yeah. deposits made having to deal with the drug industry. Can we
0: agree that that is a stupid law, that the
1: federal government keeps it? It's got to be changed. I don't think it's stupid, Okay, (laughs) but it's got to be changed to accommodate the normal banking activities that goes with any legitimate business in the country.
0: But it's still it's a legitimate business. It's been legitimized. Um,
1: No, no, because it's not 100 percent legitimate. Because when you're dealing with a strictly cash business, in order to get the license, okay, they're delivering the money to the state of California in cash. Well, because they
0: have to. Because the government won't let them have a bank account.
1: Right. So So how how can we as citizens then track that the money that is being collected in the form of tax is being utilized properly? when it's cash there's no way to track well, it banking system even this is a this is a whole other
0: thing okay yeah. so <laughs> so when when they do tax it are they actually using the dollars for the intended purpose right mm-hmm. so now we can look at the gasoline tax OK, yep. is that money? Everyone says we need it for the roads. we got to build the infrastructure. But that money usually goes into the general fund, where it's just sort of merged in with everything else. Um, and there's no guarantee that it's going to be used for the roads.
1: Yeah, so, but we got people, We got people in the business of tracking that on the private side. I mean, we got people like Peter DeHoff and, and Chris Holtz. I mean, these guys are great guys. Mm-hmm. And they follow every penny and nickel and dime Oh, yeah. that's going yeah. to the city. They, they're good at all that. The time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what they're good at. So, and that's what they enjoy doing. So, yes. So, when you have that kind of a documentation trail, that's great. When it's cash, this gets really scary.
0: Right. So, that's why, okay, let's assume for the fact that. It's righteous and moral to tax cigarettes, to pay for health care. Okay? we'll just assume that. Thank you. Okay, I can go now. (laughs) (laughs) But but the issue is, is that um, if they don't allow the banks to. to let the marijuana companies do business in banks, then the government is preventing it from being a so-called legitimate business. You know, really, it's only illegitimate in the eyes of the government bureaucrat. But before you or me or the person that, you know, has epilepsy and marijuana is a medicine, I mean, that's a legit business. PTSD? PTSD I mean we can go down the list of all the reasons why marijuana has a legitimate benefit mm-hmm. not, not just recreationally but to really help people Health-wise. so the fact that the they they the government is you now my opinion it's a stupid law that the federal government Makes it illegal. Then we have it, it's it's a medicine. It's they have liquor. We have liquor stores up and down the street selling booze that's thirty <laughs> times more powerful than you know some marijuana,
1: and yep. the marijuana is like a medicine. It is. It is so it, absolutely, the, and, the, and I agree with that aspect of it. Okay, but I'm not going to go to the extent of calling it a stupid law. <laughs> the okay. Law has, the law has to be modified. Okay For the states Where it has been legalized Right I think federally It ought to be legalized anyway Yeah, of course But Am I a user? No Okay, I don't use it But I did in my past For a brief period of time And I understand What the benefits are I also understand What the downside is
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Which is why I'm not But um, yeah, I, I, I just get really averse when I hear you say stupid law.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I was, uh, to, again, to be clear, I was upset that Eric Garner was being approached by the police, obviously killed by the police, which is terrible. But the fact that they approached him in the first place, just by being an entrepreneur, to me, that really irked me at that level. Um,
1: but, I'll, let, I'll let you have that feeling, but don't call it a stupid law.
0: <laughs> but I will say this. I'm I, i I'm not sure that I could really trust the state of California to allocate those dollars that are collected from that tax and perfectly and purely deliver it for the service that they promised. In which my is, opinion, why we,
1: which wh- is why we have the people that watch those things and bring it yeah. to our...
0: But what ends up happening is that... The vast majority of money that is spent um, by certainly by local government and also by the state government is to pay for a lot of it is for state employees and their pension program is upside down and they're like scrambling for all these revenue sources to, to kind of cover up or resolve that pension plan. I don't have trust that the dollars that are collected on that tax are actually applied What they say it's going to be applied for, because there's been a history that they'll violate that rule in other categories.
1: Sorry, I was just looking up at some stats here. You realize the state of California is the fifth largest economy in the world? Yeah, it's amazing. Okay, Um, GDP three point one trillion dollars. Trillion. All right, that's a big number. To put this in perspective, the tobacco, and the most current is 2019, $2.8 billion, 73% of which, in the case of tobacco tax, um, goes towards the health industry and the research industry. Really? So I, okay. I got no problem with that. That's a that's a good sized chunk of change, two point eight billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, that subsidizes hell; it may even sub- subsidize one of my customers. <laughs> so I don't know.
0: Do, do you have a problem that um, that you know this is a sin tax, right? There's all kinds of sin taxes. That it's a regressive tax on the poor. Does that upset you at all?
1: Um. Well, other than the fact I'm now poor. <laughs> um, <laughs> I bought Calypso. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, I, I don't go down that path mm-hmm. right? because a lot of things start to come into play there. I'm just yeah. I'm looking at it from the top level. Okay. You know, is it a fair tax for what its purpose is meant to do? And as I said, I'm perfectly willing to admit. That smoking is not good for you. Don't smoke. Right. Okay. But personally, personally for me, the benefit, the relaxation factor is important Mm -hmm. to me. I can't tell you how many times I may have come really close to having a divorce, but it was saved because I went out of the room and calmed down. Good for you. Okay. Um, It's a way to get lower... Lower my profile, lower my anxiety
0: Well, I'm glad you found a way, you know, to do that Because everyone kind of has to find their way to dial it down when they need to dial it down
1: Yeah, and, you know, the other thing I wanted to bring up in the podcast was um, socially distancing Hmm. I have been following the same thing on Facebook for the last three months about face masks Right Right Wow that's a big huge jump Okay From our topic about what we've been talking about Over oh, the last whatever it is How long we've been on It doesn't I don't know. matter About half an hour maybe. Um, It's not that big a jump Me as a smoker I have been practicing social distancing Since 1975 <laughs> Yeah why do I go outside to have a cigarette? Okay. Is it the law absolutely now? But it didn't start off that way. Right? Now, I, I went outside to be away from people who were adversely affected by cigarette smoke. All right. So, when it comes to something that be Look at it's even tinges my mustache. If I'm going to project bad things into the atmosphere, Mm -hmm. I should be separate, right? Right. So I'm not projecting that evil stuff on somebody else. Mm -hmm. Equally, if somebody is broadcasting bad things into the air and I got something over my face, is it likely to be inhaled? I got one more hurdle. So it's a bi-directional thing. Okay. Hopefully all those little COVID things land on the mask and when I wash it, it's done. I got one of those cloths. Wendy made me a mask. Okay. She didn't like the one that I made out of a tissue paper. (laughs) Actually, it was a shop towel, but nevertheless, I, I, I put it on Facebook when it first came out. But... People say I have an independent individual right. It's not where I'm. This is stupid. That's stupid.
0: OK, now this is a great topic to talk about because I've had conversations with people and it's hard. And I'm to, having
1: to say I'm having a cigarette.
0: OK, good. You you do that. You, you dial it down. All right, because we're gonna, I'm going to dial it up. All right. So there are many different Levels to this whole face mask thing, and we people tend to merge them and conflate them. But I want to break it down. So, is if if the if the government is demanding that you wear a mask, then you can potentially claim that your rights may be violated, right? If a business demands you to wear a mask to do business, well, a business can do that. They're a private entity and they can establish that as their policy to do business in their, in their facility, in their store. But um, I wear a mask um, mostly because I'm trying to show empathy for people around me. I'm not infected as far as I know. I mean, I haven't been tested, but and I know there's some people have asymptomatic, but most likely I don't have it. Um, but I still wear the mask mostly because I want to be respectful. But what's interesting is, is that people <coughs> will demand other people to wear a mask. Um, because they say, I don't want to be infected. They, they assume that you're guilty. They assume that you are infected And that's why you should wear the mask so you don't infect them. And that's where it gets kind of tricky, because in a lot of cases, people want this to be true. They want everyone to be guilty until proven innocent. And if that is the standard that we all are presumed guilty, um, then I wonder why they even let us out of our house in the first place. Um, So... I wear a mask. I don't have problem wearing a mask. Um, I don't think it's it's um, because I don't think I'm I'm infected. I don't think I'm really spreading it, although I could unknowingly. Um, but I do know that if I did have it, it would minimize the likelihood of me spreading it. But I don't. It's not worth arguing over. Um, I wear when I do wear the mask. It's like for 15 minutes. At a time, you know, when I go into a store, it's not a big deal.
1: You and I are in the same wavelength, except you went down the path of it being a right. Okay. Yeah. And you do have that. And, I, under- and I understand that argument. Okay. But here's the way things are, I think. All right, this is my thinking on most situations that are new and totally different, okay? Um, Sailing from point A to point B, it's always into the wind, okay? Nine times out of ten, the wind's not going to blow you where you want to go. You're going to have to do some tacking back and forth to get to where you want to go. Mm-hmm and you adjust your sails for the wind conditions at that particular moment in time to get you on the best point of sail to get the closest to where you want to go. And You want to keep the rudder amidships. You want that tiller to be amidships, okay? That's a proper course. When the rudder's amidships, the sails are trimmed, and you're getting as close as you can. To where you want to go, mm-hmm. that's proper course. Now, in addition to maintaining your hand on the tiller to maintain that proper course, the other thing you're looking at is you're looking at the wind lines out there over the ocean. Okay. Is this wind that I'm in right now going to be the same in three minutes, in five minutes, in ten minutes? You're looking at the wind lines. If you see a wind line coming across the water, and it comes across the water quickly okay, chances are that wind's going to come from a different direction from what you're sailing in right now. Right. Mm -hmm. So, Cat Stevens sang a song, T for the Tillerman. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You've got very little adjustment on that tiller. When your hand's on the tiller, you're just just adjusting it really tiny, back and forth, little Mm -hmm. adjustments. But then when a big gust of wind comes from another direction, you may have both hands on that tiller. Sure. And you're fighting with that tiller, trying to maintain proper course because your sails aren't tuned for the new direction of the wind. Right. That's what happened with COVID. We got blindsided. We first thought it was coming from China, but <laughs> in reality, it was really coming from Europe, from people right. who had been to China. Okay. But we got blindsided by some strong winds. Sure. What happened was we, we went through a three-month process of both hands on the tiller trying to figure out what the new proper course was. All right. I think when we start looking into the downstream rules and regulations about wearing a mask in a restaurant, first of all, you can't put the food through the mask. All right. So you're probably not going to need to wear a mask when you're putting your food into your mouth at a restaurant. But they got to figure this all out. So the laws came out pretty strict, but that was, to me, two hands on the tiller. People were overreacting to that particular situation. That's true. There was a big overreaction. All right. So now what we're going to take place is the laws and the requests, okay, are going to be downgraded into more civil language so we can live with this thing for the rest of our lives. Because COVID ain't going away. As a matter of fact, there's probably one worse than COVID-19 around the corner, probably five years from now. All right. So the lesson to be learned here is allow for the overreaction. Speak your peace Point things out that you don't think are right, but don't go off the edge of the world with it.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I think there are multiple levels to this as well, because, yeah, I, I, I hear you on the whole Tillerman example, 100 percent understand it and agree with it. You know, we have to take necessary measures to practice safety, to not spread the virus, to be responsible, to... Um, uh, you know, work together, you know, in a way that we're going to be able to shut this virus down. So I'm a hundred percent with you there. I'm also okay. with, um, business owners wanting to, you know, like I go to target, there's a person standing in front, d- making sure everyone wears a mask when they walk in. That's fine. You know, that's their prerogative. But when it comes to the issue of rights, that's all completely different standard. Um, you ultimately, in my opinion, I, I think, frankly, it's you have an, an inalienable right to life, liberty and pursuit of happiness. That yeah. means that you have the right to manage your life. It also means that you do not have the right to violate the rights of others. Yes. So the so the whole notion of if you are infected and you are spewing that virus on others and infecting them, that is a violation of rights, of their rights. And that, of course, should never be allowed. And that's why I think people that have the virus should be quarantined, you know, until they pass through. But if you don't have the illness, then should you have limited rights, are you presumed guilty until you're innocent? If the standard is is that hey, you might have it, we don't know, you, we don't know you might have it. If that's the standard, then in flu season we would all wear masks, In the cold season we would it, all wear masks. It. And they do in the Orient. Yeah, they do. But but see and but see, it would be you. You would go to the beach in the summer. You'd have to wear a mask because we don't know. You could be sick. You know, Mm -hmm. so if you have a right to manage your life the way you wish, and if you're not violating the rights of others, if you're not sick, then Mm -hmm. you should be able to go about your business, live and let live with that, in this case, without a mask, unless you got want to do business with someone else and they demand it. Right. So it's it's tricky Um, because, yeah, if... It, we would we would almost have to wear masks twenty four seven if the standard was you might get sick and you might spread it. I mean, we would be in it like our whole body would be covered. <laughs> we couldn't yeah. we couldn't do anything.
1: Yeah. No, I I I just got a little perturbed with the number of people that were you know demanding this is my right. I said, look, um, you've got, you've got there, to be giving here. There
0: are. First of all, the number of people that are demanding it to be a right is a pretty tiny slice
1: of society. It's gone way down, <laughs> right? It's gone way down. Yeah, and see,
0: I demand that it's a right too, but this is not the 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 battle I want to die on. You know, this isn't right. that big of a deal, and and I'm totally okay with sending out sort of like virtue signaling to people around me that hey, I'm aware, I'm respectful, I don't want you to get any bad juju for me. I want to be a good citizen. All right. Right. I'm okay with that. Um, But for me, it's never been. You know, it's not like I was getting arrested by the police for not wearing a mask. I've never had that situation. In fact, I'm not sure if that situation has ever crossed my path. The only time I've had to wear a mask is because a private business demanded it of me.
1: Yeah, I've I've found myself over the last three or four weeks on three separate occasions. I've had to turn around and go back to the car to get my mask because I forgot it.
0: Yeah, I've done that many times. I'll be (laughs) halfway between the store and my car and I'll see other people walking around with masks and I'm like, oh, What am I doing? (laughs) Go back to the car, get the mask.
1: Yeah. Well, here here with me, all right, because when I'm approaching the store, typically I'll have a cigarette going. You can't smoke a cigarette with a mask on. (laughs)
0: Right? Yeah. Imagine if masks were required 24-7. You'd never be able to smoke. But uh, (laughs) but
1: what the stores have done is they've moved ashtrays out to the beginning of where they think the lines are. All right. So I walk up. Smoking my cigarette. I'll put it out in the ashtray, put my mask on, and then I'll go in the store. Yeah. So, That's funny. It's working out.
0: But see, but then you're in line and you're passing secondhand smoke around people in line. So, the, I mean. The
1: cigarette went out. It went in the ashtray. It went Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we need to have our own, like, cone of silence over us that filters everything, you know. I wonder how many people know what that means. Oh, the Get Smart reference? (laughs) It's kind of showing our age. Um, But, yeah, you know, I'm just happy that things are going to start to come back to normal. We're starting to see a little bit of it.
1: I don't think they're ever going to go back to the way they were.
0: No, no, no. It won't. Um, But I think we'll be able to come at least 80% of the way back. Yeah. Yeah. Like right now, I'm really wanting to plan a trip to San Francisco uh, because I want to – I'm on this quest of visiting every one of the California missions. And I've gone to about half of them. And I want to go to more of them, but I can't go because nothing's open. And so I'm desperate for everything to to open up so I can –
1: Unless you do trips like I do and don't stop anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. I just go. (laughs) I go somewhere and then I come back.
0: Do I stop?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I've done a few of those just to get out of the house.
1: Although, everybody on the website... Wrong hand. On the website, be sure to visit the videos I did just this last week um, with... um, What's his name? Billy Connolly's visit to the Oklahoma City Memorial. Ah. I did stop there. Okay. And... I got to think, and I said, you know, there wasn't much going on in the central states. They're all flat. All you see is farms, you know, Mm -hmm. and fields and stuff. But I'll tell you, that Oklahoma City Memorial, that hits a note. And I think anybody that does a cross-country trip, put that on your agenda.
0: Is that the Timothy McVeigh government building that got blown up? Yeah.
1: Yeah, That was something.
0: Um, How many people lost their life in that? There was at least a couple
1: hundred, right? I don't know what the number is, but I'll tell you, when you're standing in that field, at park, and you see all those chairs, and you start paying attention to the details of the chairs, how they're lit, how they're grouped, man, it's sobering. Wow. It's sobering. And that was an American Army dude.
0: Yeah. Um, he was... Um he was really upset about Waco And yeah. that was part of his um, Anger And I just watched the Waco series on Netflix Have you seen that?
1: Did you? No, I haven't, I haven't
0: It's saw. very interesting It's a really good It's like a six or eight part series About the whole um, David Koresh and it's really good on Netflix I just,
1: re- I just recorded the U.S. Grant ones On the History Channel I'm going to watch ah. nine hours of U.S. Grant So
0: I've watched part of that And it's really good
1: is it good? Alright. Yeah. And I, I I of of that I, I will just take one departure. We're watching Longmire on Netflix.
0: I haven't seen that yet.
1: Okay. I'll tell you there's one town in Montana I don't want to go to because every single show somebody has died. Oh no. I, I think I, I think they've wiped out half the population of Montana in that show.
0: Yeah. You know, my family uh, spent a great deal of my ancestry in
1: Butte. That's why I brought it up. I thought you might be interested in yeah. Longmire. Yeah, well, I probably should check that one out. The funny thing uh, is, it's a story about a town or a community in Montana, right? But you know where it's filmed? No. New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was hysterically funny. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well good deal well,
0: I, I want to add one one comment just another kind of okay. weird tangent i'm fifty five years old to this day, and I know for the rest of my life I have never once taken a puff of a cigarette good for you um, you and uh, yeah so it, it's it's interesting because you know I my family a lot of smokers and I think that's what kind of drove me in the other direction um but it's rare Usually most people You know Try it out When they're a teenager I never did
1: Yeah I started At the age of 12 Wow Yeah My dad was a smoker He'd leave things Laying around Little boy Would pick them up My sister caught me When I was 15 Caught me Notice I was hiding it okay. uh. And She and her friend Decided they'd get me You know Back And so They they bought a pack of cigarettes and made me smoke the whole thing Ooh. one night, thinking that it would get me sick. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> I was a happy clam, but like that how, was it.
0: When you were 15, how many cigarettes
1: a day were you doing? Uh, I, I pretty much have been a pack a day person all my life. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know what I... Well, on the I was, rins, it was really difficult. All right, because on the diesel boats, when you started to run out of oxygen in the you know the latest dark of the dark, you know, oh yeah, at sunset when we were running out of battery power, we'd also be running out of oxygen. All right, and I can remember the only light reason navy sailors have Zippo lighters is because they're the only things that you could light. Up by the ventilation system and bring the flame down and light your cigarette. All right. So Any you other you could you could smoke on a submarine? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Prior to nineteen seventy five. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, but you know, the problem is with the lack of oxygen, you'd take about two puffs off the cigarette, and if you didn't keep Drawn on it, it would go out (laughs) Because we didn't have enough Uh, oxygen
0: To keep it it lit Yeah. Yeah Well, when I was a kid, I would go to the liquor store And we would buy those candy cigarettes which, looking back with on the, it, it's with amazing. The yeah.
1: With the powder.
0: Yeah. And it was just like sugar in a tube, basically. But right. the the packaging and everything, it's just like your parents' cigarettes. And looking back on that, I'm just amazed that that existed. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm sure they don't exist any longer.
1: Uh, if they do, they're not salt cigarettes. They're probably something else. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I and
0: mean, they were always... Because I, I would always go to the liquor store to buy baseball cards and those... Uh, Kitty cigarettes are always right next to him.
1: I just looked that number up. Okay, I said the tax was $2.8 billion, right? Right. 2% of that is for school programs. Mm, yeah. Okay. So some of the tax dollar does go towards keeping the kids off of cigarettes. Right. So. But it doesn't work. I mean, smoking is... The, the vape thing has gone off the edge of the world, you yeah.
0: know. You know, it's interesting, the vape thing. When it first started, um, I was amazed at how quickly anti-smoking people were so aggressive with the vapors. Because one of my relatives, a great aunt, she was a heavy, heavy smoker. She transitioned to vaping. And it was able – she was able to wean herself off of the nicotine addiction and it was safe. Safer, I should say. Safer, yeah. Yeah. Well, then it turned out that people were importing um, certain vaping products from Asia. Those are the ones that had the contaminants that led to the serious health problems that some people had. And then that just put fuel in the fire of all the anti-vaping people. And now vaping is probably just as illegal as cigarettes, right?
1: (laughs) But well, when I when the vape thing first came out, I, I looked at somebody who was smoking with one of those e-cigarettes or whatever it was. And I looked at the amount of smoke that was coming out of his mouth. I said, that's about nine times the density that I get out of my cigarettes. I ain't going down that.
0: But it's, it's all water vapor, though, isn't it?
1: I don't know. I it, it just looked No, nah, that ain't right.
0: Because <laughs> well, I'll see people vaping in their car. And it's like this huge plume of smoke will come out the window. Yeah. And I think but I always thought that it's, you know, it's not like a like secondhand smoke from a cigarette. It's it's like water vapor. It just yeah. dissipates. Yeah. But I
1: don't know. Anyway. OK, hey. so I point across no such thing as a stupid law. It's mm, just there's no. over, an overcorrection at the moment that will eventually get dressed adjusted yeah. out.
0: Now, I don't know if this law is still on the books, but did you know that in the city of Carmel, California, it's illegal for women to wear high heels? Is that a
1: stupid law? Apparently, they had a lot of people breaking their ankles. (laughs) (laughs) Well—
0: I, I think that's metal, a stupid
1: law. Too many metal, too many metal grates and high heels stuck in them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there's there's a million of those that we could cite. Um, yeah. So well, one thing I want to say but, you know, before we close here is that I love the fact that I did a podcast episode. You contacted me and said, "I want to talk about this. I've got something to share." That invitation is open to all my listeners. If any of other listeners hear me say things that they don't like or they want to challenge or they want to agree with me, they're welcome to join me. and now with Zoom, I, you know, we can do a lot more creative things. You know, not only can yeah. we have uh, easier to do these guest appearances, but we can also have lots of people. We can have three, four, five, twenty 20 people. And I, I should experiment more with that. Um, yeah, I, but I I'll put that out there d- to anybody a- listening. If you want to jump in on this, contact me and we'll schedule it.
1: And I'll say from the other side of the table here, Okay, or the other side of the screen in this case. Please do that, folks. The people that you know, the the people that follow John Riley's projects, get in touch with them because this is a perfect mechanism for ourselves, our community, our families, and our yes. (laughs) I highly promote this whole John Riley project. I think it's a great idea.
0: Thank you, Pete. That, You're one of my hear favorite. That Phil Factor. <laughs> yeah. Phil Factor is going to come on. He said he would. So yeah. I'm sure, yeah. you know, we're we're I'm going to have a, um, a school board candidate that we booked later this month. So the okay. political
1: season's starting up, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it is. Yep. Yep. I did three of them and it and it helped. I think I think all the votes that I did get came directly or indirectly from the work that you did.
0: Well, I know. Thanks. I'm glad I could help in the way any way I can. And I think the voters are better off for it because they got to know who you are, and how you know you're a man of high character. Well, I try. You have a, like kind of a, a an obsession with a certain car, but
1: other than yeah, that, please. you're just like a regular guy. <laughs> uh, we'll get the right hand. Here you go, folks. There's the website. Visit it. So okay.
0: Triple W dot Calypso C seventy four PJN. .com.
1: That's it. And the 74 is from the number of the car on the race course.
0: Right. Yeah, there you can see it. Is that like duct tape numbering right there on the side?
1: Yeah. That's cl- that's and clever. I tell the, on the website, you can hear the story behind how that duct tape, I mean, <laughs> masking tape got on the car. It's, it was pretty <laughs> funny.
0: Bonus content on the website. <laughs> Pete, thank you so much, man. We'll, we'll talk again real soon, okay?
1: All right. See what happens when you fire me up? I waste your time for an entire hour. No, buddy. this is all good. I love doing this. <laughs> all right, my all friend. Right. We'll see you later. See you. Bye. Bye.